Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. All right, here we go with an interesting podcast uh, talking about, biblically speaking, what diet is best. And the reason I delve into this topic and other topics in the area of health and fitness, because I believe we are called to help people in all areas of life. You know, if we've got um, some education in finances, I think pastors should talk a lot about finances. And of course, we talk about marriages and parenting and why isn't physical health uh, something that we should talk about? To me, it makes no sense because it really determines almost more than anything other than spiritual benefits. I mean, spiritual things, of course, where, you know, seeking God uh, is is the, the highest thing we should be doing. And Paul said, bodily exercise profits you little, but godliness is what prof- profits you uh, long term. However, I don't know of anything that affects me more spiritually than how I'm feeling physically. Now, some people can't do anything about it, obviously. And I'm I'm assuming the listener understands that. I'm talking to those people who can make changes. And, you know, when I'm eating good and not having a lot of caffeine and um, I just not overweight, I just feel better. I can preach better. I can be a better father because I think the spiritual and the physical, um, you know, affect each other. For example, just try going uh, with four hours of sleep, terrible diet, and watch how it affects your mood. And so I think this stuff is very important. Uh, and I think pastors can speak on it if they've got some, you know, education in this area. But, you know, the topic is biblically speaking. That's the key. Biblically speaking, what diet is best? Because you're going to hear all kinds of things. Um, you know, when I was back in the fitness industry, it was the Atkins diet. And I don't know if you remember those pills, Fen Fen. Uh, they really... They 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 determined to have really uh, something not good in them. I think it was speed, possibly, uh, or some type of herb that wasn't good at all. And then, of course, things have grown, and you you hear of keto and paleo and uh, carnivore, um, and then of course fasting, intermittent fasting, plant based, whole plant based, raw food, vegan diets, and so. You know, obviously, I can't unpack all of that. That's why I said, biblically speaking, what diet is best. So let me just hit hit this head on with the way God designed us. And this is where you're really only going to get true um, information as you look to the Bible. Let God guide you. Let God convict you. Let God show you. Uh, and, and, you know, as good as it is, or as interesting it is, or as as educational as it is to follow different uh, fitness gurus and and all these different topics, it can get very, 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 very confusing. I mean, some of my favorite guys, you know, whole plant-based only, don't touch food. And then you got other guys who are just adamant about keto diets. And keto means mainly high fat, high protein and when you limit carbohydrates, your body begins to deplete its storage of carbohydrates in the liver and muscle. And as it depletes those storage, probably over a good week or so, and actually two weeks, depending on how many carbs you don't have or limit yourself to, 
then your body has no stored carbohydrates, so it begins to burn um, your fat as fuel, which produces keto bodies, uh, ketone bodies. So they call it the ketogenic diet. And then you're hearing about the carnivore diet. I mean, I've seen that guy's video come up a few times, the liver king, you know, and it's like, these guys just crack me up. Fortunately, I'm not really led astray one way or the other. I'm not going to order products. I'm not going to switch my diet to what he recommends or others recommend because, you know, I've got a background in health and fitness and I know what the Bible says. And that's what I'm wanting to help you in this area. Because a lot of these guys are also jacked on steroids, everything from, you know, possibly growth hormone to Sustanon 250, with the, which is a combination of three different types of testosterone, uh, Equipoise, Winstrel-V, Decadurabolin, Anavar, Anadrol, um, a lot of things that are, even some of those are veterinarian-type uh, anabolic steroids, and those can really, really change your muscle physique. Uh, but hormone replacement therapy has a lot of downsides because we are not created to take in all of those types of, of things. Now, there might be a time and place for it to get your testosterone level up. However, there are natural ways that are much, much better, uh, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Suffice it to say, look to God's word. What does he say? So many scriptures will leap out. When Jesus was was broiling fish, oh, maybe fish is okay. Maybe meat's okay. They took some honey uh, and, and ate some honey. <clears throat> In the Old Testament, Ezekiel bread, uh, they took a spillet and uh, um uh, wheat and barley and made bread. Oh, okay. Maybe those types of carbohydrates. So you get a lot, get your source from the Bible. The Bible is where you're not going to go wrong. However, you know, it's good to educate yourself. So God's ideal. He created us. Yes, I believe in creation. I don't believe in evolution. God created us to eat plant-based foods. Here's why. The plants are in the soil, obviously. And from that soil, that soil was no doubt very, very, very rich in the vitamins and minerals we need much, much more now than the, much more back then than the soil is now. So you get your, your, your vitamins and your minerals from consuming the plant. So the life of that plant, the carrots, the beta carotene, the grapes, reservatol and the grapes and the phytochemicals, all of those great things will be deposited into the body. And I believe the body was initially created to live forever until sin entered and, and we fell. I don't know if the DNA was marred. I don't know, you know, with cancer cells now, free radicals, I don't know exactly what happened, of course, but you were designed to eat God-given food, not food designed from a factory. So you must start there. God-given food. Did God create the, the, this food? Uh, and so when I was just listening to the guy the other day, and I, I almost laughed out loud when he said he switched to the carnivore diet, which is all meat, all dairy, I believe too, I'm not sure on that one, actually. All meat. Um, try that one out for a day. Unbelievably hard. But he said, because plants are out to kill us, they've got things in them called phytochemicals. And what these chemicals do is they actually keep uh, insects away from them. And so he surmised that these plants have toxic things that are trying to kill us, which is, <laughs> I guess he's never done a lot of research on phytochemicals. And uh, how important and essential these these uh, key ingredients are to actually our longevity. Uh, so it's interesting that these things that are that are supposed to keep insects away are actually very very beneficial to the body. And I don't want to get into all the things I just mentioned. Some of them, um, and they also produce uh, antioxidants, which fight against free radicals. Free radicals are things that are 
that are radical. They're not good. They're, it has to do with the neutron and proton and elements and things like that. And it's like a, it's like a, uh, it's like a terrorist in your body. And so these antioxidants think dark grapes and berries and leafy greens, very green bell peppers, the, the more colorful, the better. And they actually fight off cancer, ward off cancer. So don't get caught up in all that silliness. Uh, if you want to try a, a, um, carnivore diet and just eat meat, you know, go for it. Uh, there are people have had some benefits where some things have some diseases or sicknesses have left. And I think the reason is, is, is because they got rid of processed foods, processed carbohydrates, sugar. And yeah, of course you're going to see the benefits. And so, and I'm not against uh, a ketogenic diet now and then it's, it's really, see, here's the thing we don't know. And when I was in the fitness industry, it was calories in calories out, you know, energy law, thermodynamics, uh, if you consume more than you're burning, you're going to gain weight. Now, on the surface, I still believe that is absolutely true. Your body can only burn so many calories. So these guys who say, no, 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 that doesn't matter at all. Eat whatever you want during this window. Eat whatever you want as long as it's this food. Well, if you're taking in more energy, it's going to be stored, bottom line. Now, what comes into play there is testosterone in men, uh, even in women, women have testosterone, some levels, we have some t levels of estrogen. You've got growth hormone, you've got insulin-like growth hormone factor. Uh, if you're eating a lot of, like say, carbohydrates and sugar, and it's increasing your insulin level, you're going to store fat. That's what in insulin does. It, it tells your body to store fat, where glucagon is the hormone that tells your body to <clears throat> burn fat. And so you have all these elements going on, or all of me, all these key things going on in your body that will, uh, that, that, that are hard to predict. So in one sense, those people are true. It's not really about calories because if you have certain hormones that are working in, uh, in your favor, you can, you can burn a lot more. If you have certain hormones that are working and causing a disadvantage, it's going to be harder. And then as you lower your calories, okay, now I'm at 1500 calories a day. Now my metabolic rate slows down, which is the rate at which your body burns energy. And it's going to start to conserve energy. So when I start to eat more again, I can't because now my metabolic rate has slowed down and now it's going to start storing this weight. And I believe there's a, there's a set point too, where your body feels comfortable. And it's, so for me, it's hard. Like, you know, at six, two, I've talked about this before, you know, ideally my weight, my body weight could be as low as 165 up to 185, possibly 190, of course, depending on how much muscle there is. Um, but it's hard for me to break underneath, you know, 210. Um, it, it, my body just wants to go boop back up to 215, 220 and <laughs> just stay there for a while. And so fighting against that is hard. So this is the first thing. God given food, plant food is, 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 is gives life. It's, it's life giving. And however, when it comes to carbohydrates, I'm not too worried about carbohydrates because if I have, you know, let's say a half cup of organic pinto beans soaking in water, the fiber content, the nutrient content, the enzyme content of that is really, really good. Now, if I take a piece of white bread where it's everything has been stripped away and see, that's what's happening. We're having food that is stripped of its natural God-given uh, resources and ingredients. So when you see something that says enriched with vitamin C, enriched with vitamin K, enriched with this, that means it was taken out. So they have to synthetically put it back in. And I don't think that's good for the body. So I don't think it's really, really about, um, um, 
plant-based versus meat versus, I think it's God-given food, which leads me to the number second point is during the fall, God said after the fall, after the flood, actually, God said, you can now consume meat. And of course, we know throughout scripture, goat milk, which is actually very, very healthy, raw goat milk, ice cold, one of my favorite, but very high in calories. And it's hard to get, it's expensive. So, you know, have to pass on that quite a bit. But biblically speaking, again, what not what your preferences or what you prefer or what this guru said. I've listened to all the guys on YouTube that I'm sure you have. They're all divided. Nobody makes, nobody agrees with anyone else. So this is where we have to agree what God's word says. So meat and dairy, I believe, was allowed. So it wasn't God's ideal first choice, but because of the fall, it's now allowed. Now, what does that mean? Because I believe there are some key nutrients that we can get from meat and dairy that dairy that are not as easily available in plant. And I don't have time to go in that. You can Google it, obviously. Certain vitamins, you know, that you have to get from from meat or you have to supplement your diet. Um, and I've talked in my book. I'm not, you know, actually, as I'm recording this, I am eating a lot more meat and dairy, you know, eggs in the morning, a couple t- cans of tuna in the afternoon with, uh, with uh, uh, fresh caught tuna with a big salad, you know, protein shake with almond milk, maybe some goat milk, and then later in the evening, some steak or some chicken. And I, I haven't done that in a while. Uh, for, for probably a year, I did mainly plant-based. And I actually got up to 230 pounds. And that's why I started fasting. And at this podcast, I'm probably like 210, 212. And again, weight's not, I'm not really focused on weight, maybe weigh once a week. But, you know, it's it's something I think we're just being wise. I think we're just being good stewards of, of the gift that God has given us. So my point was realizing, man, plant-based, I mean, a lot of calories, especially on nuts. <laughs> so you got to, you do got to regulate calories. I think you got to be a little careful. Uh, I don't think, now some people, hey, I ate whatever I want and I intermittent fasted and I still lost weight. Well, it's probably because you actually had less calories than you were having and burning more energy or you know, that, that intermittent fasting, there's a lot of, 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 um, of research behind it on, you know, how it elevates testosterone and growth hormone. You know, if you go 18 hours without eating your testosterone and your, uh, uh, ele- uh growth hormone is elevated and they, they recommend that's the best time to work out. Um, <clears throat> so again, hormones play a role in this, uh, that's why I can't tell a person, here's what you should eat. Here's what you shouldn't eat. Because I don't know if you're 60 listening to this or 20 listening to this. If how, what was your, is your weight gain caused by hormone imbalance and you really got to get that fixed. And maybe in that case, you would switch to a ketogenic diet. Uh, what, what the, what the good news is too, about, um, this is I think it's okay to switch things around with your body, you know, maybe meat, a lot of meat for a week and then switch it over, uh, and, and pray about it. See what God wants you to do. I mean, I I'm at peace with what I feel called to do. I think fasting needs to come back into our routine. It's okay to fast and Hey, I'm not going to eat today till dinner or Hey, on Fridays, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go without, I'm just going to seek God and, and, and have fasting become a discipline. And then also I'm a fan of long-term fasting. You can read my books for free at the church website, Westside Christian Fellowship, I wrote a few books on fasting, long-term fasting, you know, tons of benefits, um, but there are some downsides. You know, those who fast a lot, you can be, if you're not careful, you can turn into a, a disorder, an eating disorder. You can slow down your metabolic rate. I believe that there is some muscle mass lost in fasting because your body's going to pull from muscle. 
uh, if it needs to, but your body will go into, into uh, protein store, protein sparing mode as well and conserve your muscle. But to say no muscle is, is, um, burned whatsoever. I, I'm not sure I could say that. Now there are DEXA scans that people have had where they actually retain muscle or they mainly lost, um, you know, uh, certain things that weren't, weren't, uh, weren't exactly muscle you think of in your bicep and your your tricep but more around uh more around the um the organs visceral fat versus the different types of fat the other type of fat i've lost the 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 wordage for that right now but anyway biblically speaking what diet is best take it to the lord i would say moderation i i say you you we do have to if i don't monitor my calories last night i would have just i made a huge protein shake you know, a plant-based protein shake with almond milk, a little bit of honey, a lot of fruit, gave half to my daughter and I wanted the whole thing. And, you know, I, I'd say, you know what? I don't need all this. And so I, I, I just can't buy into, it doesn't matter how much you eat. I mean, what about gluttony? What does the Bible say about gluttony? So I think we do have to have some type of, of governor on our appetite for sure. So I would say plant-based, whole plant-based, try not to go processed, boxed, package, you know, you get cereal for your kids, you know, it's, it's processed, um, pretty much crackers, chips, anything that, that has been processed. Um, and the reason it's processed is because what makes it go bad is removed. So it has longer shelf life. And I, I think that's what's hurting us. I think, I think the processed food, cause you're getting away from God's design, man is manipulating it and we're having way too much sugar. I remember reading about a study, I think in the 1930s and 19 late forties on the Jews who came from Yemen uh, and they followed the Jews and those who, who uh, adapted the, the, the Western diet were overweight, obese, and had a lot of the same dietary, a lot of the same dietary diseases that we have. Where those in Yemen, uh, the Jews from Yemen, uh, did not have much of those at all, and they're actually pretty healthy. And of course, you come to find out that they don't eat much sugar at all in Yemen. And you have to remember a lot of the tribes that people study. I mean, whether they're eating meat or whether they're eating carbs, a lot of them are living to be healthy and 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 uh, <clears throat> and getting older. And keeping all their teeth and their their slender because it's God given food. But when they're introduced into the American diet, and remember, we're supposed to get our sugar fructose. You hear that you'll see that label fructose from primarily fruit berries. But with the berries, oh sorry, you hear they're doing some work here. <laughs> Let me move out in the other room. Um, when you eat those berries, it's supposed to have the enzymes attached and the fiber attached and the phytochemicals attached and all a complete food like God designed it. But when you just have, you know, 20, 30 tablespoons of sugar a day, added sugar, that's what's causing the problem. So my advice would be, you know, if you don't like the meat and dairy idea, it has to be clean meat and dairy. Keep in mind when it says grass fed, uh, you have to find out is the meat grass finished. Grass fed just means they're they're fed they're fed you know grass supposedly not GMO uh, food and different things but then la the last three or four months of that animal's life they can beef them up with soy products and corn and GMOs because it's not grass finished and I, it, these things irritate me because it should either be it is or it isn't so you know if you if you're getting meat that is grass fed grass finished. It's in moderation, lots of veggies, lots of fiber content. You're active. 
you know, I think that's fine. But if you just want to go plant-based, and I might go back to that again in the future to see if some of my inflammation uh, is helped and just go back to yams and, and some beans and big salads and, and plant-based. And I, I think for me, switching it up works really well. And I don't eat meat unless it's clean when possible. Uh, dairy, you know, if you can get some raw goat milk, uh, the, pre- the reason with pasteurization is it kills the enzymes. Uh, but we do have pasteurized organic milk in our refrigerator right now because, you know, you, you got to do with what you can do. Um, so that would be my thought is, and also I think, I don't know, you know, your interpretation on scripture, but Isaiah 65, I believe it is, talks about the wolf, the wolf and the lamb will come together and the wolf will eat the, the grain and the, and the, the cobra, the kid will put his hand to cobra and nothing will happen. And so many people think that's some lineal reign and when things are restored. And so, so when things are restored, it looks like we can consume food again. So then are we back to plant-based? So I think plant-based is whole plant-based. I should say that I'm not into V ve- you can eat Oreo cookies and be a vegan and uh, some, some plant-based diets out there, not real healthy. Um, so anyway, Think about that. When everything is restored and we do eat again, Revelation talks about the tree of life, that the leaves of that tree were given to to give life. So see, this goes against what I said earlier as well, that these guys who say plants are trying to kill us, we need to go carnivore. And they look like fitness models, so we trust their judgment. However, I knew people when I was over the training department of many different gyms, these guys look phenomenal. I mean, you're talking 8% body fat, look like they just could go on the cover of of a male model magazine. But what a lot of people didn't know is they would eat fast food. They would eat pizza. They, I mean, they didn't really have to do anything. They had that genetic. I think there's a genetic uh, um, p- p- portion to this that we're not aware of. Genes don't determine your life, of course, because epigenetics, a study of, gene- of genes, tells us that we can alter our RNA and DNA and different things by our choices and, and turn on this gene, turn off this gene. However, I believe they can play a pretty pretty big role. So just because someone looks like a fitness model, I mean, who's going to be able to eat raw liver and raw meat all the time? I want to look like this guy. Well, that's idolatry as well. Um, so we have to be very careful. You know, all the diet crazes out there, I think a lot of them are trying to help people. Um, you know, what about this? What about this paleo, especially when they say, you know, evolutionary, this is how, you know, we developed over millions of years. It, yeah. Don't even, I mean, that, that's a false premise right there. And so all these people are at odds with each other. The reason is they, some have agenda, some have ulterior motives, some have benefited greatly from a keto diet or intermittent fasting. And I do believe in intermittent fasting, by the way, I don't think we just eat whenever we want. I think we have to put a, a governor on that as well. Uh, and I remember, you know, God would um, not remember God would, but I, I think God allows flexibility here where we don't get too carried away. What about the missionary who all they can eat is what is given to them? You know, is God going out? Oh, nope, you didn't choose organic there, mister. Well, probably did on the mission field because they aren't sprayed yet with glyphosate and Roundup Ready and all that garbage that we are faced with here in America. And so, you know, missionary puts what's before them. They eat it. They know single mom on a budget. Uh, you know, but there are ways you can eat healthy, even on a budget, because you get rid of your, your Starbucks habit, you get rid of your fast food habit, you get rid of your sugar habit or your nicotine habit or your alcohol habit or whatever, and that money can be redistributed. And when you start eating better, getting rid of the sugar and different things, you don't crave as much and you can, you can eat just better, healthier and not spend as much. Also a big, huge band, a bag of organic beans, say at Costco, and you let those soak. I mean, that bag can last you a couple months. 
or a big bag of organic sweet potatoes, you know, in moderation, a little bit of fat on that, uh, like some oil or something or some butter. And again, uh, I don't even know his name right now. It escapes me, but different fitness gurus, you know, no sugar, oil, or sodium. And I think sodium in moderation is okay, but you do have to watch in that area. Obviously no sugar, but oil, uh, oil was used a lot in the old Testament. Oil was used in cooking. Oil was used on the skin. Uh, there's lots of benefits of, of organic cold pressed, cold pressed means that it was, it was not heated and treated. It was cold pressed olive oil, you know, olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with all those things. It's the other things, the soybean, the safflower oil, uh, all that is processed, meaning it's refined. It's heated up at a very high level and then it smells terrible. So they add solvents, they add chemicals. So I would, <laughs> I would avoid refined oils. Again, what is, is this something God created? Is this, you know, one example for a breakfast, I, I would avoid breakfast. I try to, but if you're eating breakfast, maybe a couple scrambled eggs that are organic or free range, great eggs maybe some very healthy or Ezekiel bread with that. Or if you want to avoid carbohydrates, have an avocado. Uh, I try, I, I wish I could, but I can't really go organic avocados, organic bananas just because of the cost. And because I don't eat the skin of those, I think it's, it's okay. But you know, on berries, berries, you definitely want to go, go organic or wash them really good. So that would be my breakfast. And then maybe, you know, a lunch, a huge salad with bell peppers, and, uh, you know, cucumbers and, and some cut up broiled, maybe chicken breast, if you want some of that or some, uh, some beans, healthy beans that you've, you've, uh, made yourself. Or if you look in the can, there's a lot of sodium in there, maybe wash them a little bit and then just put those on your salad. I mean, there's tons of ideas. I don't have a cookbook on it, but you know, most of us know. And if I do have a snack, I might grab 200 calories worth of nuts, you know, like in my palm of my hand, have some nuts and some, some water. Um, got away from juices. Juices are not good. They're just, they're just 100% sugar. You know, think about it. You have 16 ounces of orange juice you buy at the store and you've got, what is that? 16 ounces, 180 calories, all from sugar. Like, I don't know what that would be. 20 teaspoons of sugar. Fructose is equivalent to like 80 calories. So it's maybe 40 teaspoon. I mean, don't quote me on this, make sure we check, but there's a lot of sugar in these things. And so that's why, you know, you, you got to be careful. And I think you got to educate yourself. But again, God sees your heart. If you're strapped financially, single mom, you're on the mission field, you know, you, you can't just walk around bringing your own food with you all the time as much as I'd love to, you know, there's some flexibility, there's some compromise, but I think we do have to be much better stewards. I know reading about the circuit riders, the Methodist circuit riders that I um, just, just love to read about in the 17, probably 1700s or so, uh, they would actually bring a lot of beef jerky because the beef jerky, which is meat would, would hold very well on those long travels. And, um, you know, again, the missionaries, what they do, but if you look at different tribes, you, you know, you can find a lot of support, you know, in Alaska, a lot of fish, a lot of tribes uh, in Africa where they just eat meat and they're very healthy. And then you have other research that points you to other tribes. I know there's one, I think it's in New Zealand or Australia, somewhere where it's just tons of sweet potatoes, tons of, of those types of God-given carbs, and they're slender, they're in very good health. So to me, I would lean on plant-based, whole food, seems to be cleaner, and then but meat and dairy is allowed uh, if it's clean and if possible, organic, in moderation. So that's the keys really too, in moderation, not eating too much, not letting my appetite get the best of me, not 
falling into and embracing gluttony, but looking at how God designed it. What does the Bible say? So I don't get caught up in all these different diet crazes because uh, even though some of them have some good points, some of them are biblically based, you know, it's it, again, it goes back to people's opinion. So hope that helps. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Again, my name is Luke Duncan, and I am your host of Idleman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.